Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 37 of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller, and sitting beside me, as always, is my wife, Lauren. Hello. We are one half of the Double Doubles. Joining us virtually, we have Ryan and Lauren in London, Ontario. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Um, today, we're going to be talking about... Um, a topic that I think affects a lot of people, but we're going to take a, a bit more of a personal spin on this. And that is uh, planning a trip to Walt Disney World or Disneyland during a pandemic. And what that looks like in terms of uh, the the things that you're going to be facing um, in planning, uh, the experience that you'll have, and then uh, maybe your experience on, on coming back. So we're we're gonna sort of talk about our own personal feelings about um, traveling to to Disney uh, during this particular time, um, and I guess yeah, we'll we'll just sort of work our way through through all the all the things. Can we start by talking about the trips that we've had to cancel? Can we just get sure. that out of the way? Let's get the morning Let's, morning yeah, out of the way. I'm still doing that. So for us, yeah, uh, I think we should start with Ryan and Lauren because they were the ones who had the first. That's trip true. Canceled. You guys had the that's first true. one canceled. That's true. So oh, that's right. Yeah, because it was so close. It was. We had a cruise. Uh, wasn't a Disney cruise. Um, that's okay. We were going to stay. At, we were going to stay at Art of Animation on the way back and show the kids the Skyliner because we've been in the head notch. And um, yeah, so we had a, a cruise booked for March 11th to the. 18th, 19th. 14th to the 18th. I, yeah. Uh, something was, like that. Oh, it no, was, it must it was like an eight-day right. cruise. It's true. We 14th, so 14th to 22nd. That's right. Oh. It was the Saturday and Sunday of March break. Extended family cruise. Yeah, this That's was... Right. this was Grandma's 70th yeah, birthday. Grandma's 70th birthday. And, and Grandma and Grandpa were going. And yeah, Grandma Lo were going. And of course, the kids were coming because we had nowhere <laughs> to take them because the grandparents were coming. Anyways, and so we were... I remember on March 8th, March 9th, the grandparents came over like, I don't know if we should go. And we were like, oh, it'll be fine. We'll no, go. No, no what deal. happened was grandma and grandpa, my parents, yeah. came on Saturday. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we're going. Yeah. And right. we were like, well, I guess we're going. Then. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then and then on the next day, my mom came over, Grandma Lowe, and she was like, I don't know if we're going. And we're like, oh, we're going. What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And then on the Monday, uh, Dr. Tam <laughs> yeah. said, you're probably not going to go on a cruise <laughs> and you shouldn't go on a cruise. And I called Lauren at work and she was like, you're being paranoid. This is ridiculous. And then she came home and that night and we talked about it and the kids cried and we Aww. canceled the cruise. Oh, yeah. that's so sad. But I, I guess cruise. I just want to interject very yeah. quickly to say uh, yeah, yeah. for those non-Canadians uh, or even the Canadians that don't know who Dr. Tam is, <laughs> Dr. Yes. Tam's our, our chief public health officer, basically the, the chief doctor in, in Canada during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And she and, and she's been and great. Shout and out she's to given, her. Yeah, yeah. 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 Honestly, I have, she's I have great. To say, I didn't know who she was before, but I <laughs> know who she is now. Yeah, and right. so anyway, so then um, and so March fourteenth. So we were supposed to be in Florida on March twelfth, and we we're going to do two days in Florida before we get on in, into uh, uh, Cape Canaveral for our our cruise out. And our cruise actually got canceled. Um, it was the first. Uh, Royal Caribbean like that day um, all the cruises got canceled and so the kick in the teeth is is we get have a future cruise credit that we can use up until December 2021 Um, but had we showed up to the cruise or had the cruise canceled on us we would have got our money back so 
um, we have a cruise voucher for, for many people of my family in which we'll never cruise again. We would totally cruise again when the time is right. Um, but the extended family members are not as oh. uh, resilient with the, that idea. So anyway, so that was our trip that got canceled. Well, and you kind of have to, um, yeah. like your, your future cruise credit, uh, only to the end of 2021, um, right. like, I don't know how comfortable anyone would feel sort of cruising before then, or even if we'll get to, to that point. Um, I think a lot of, a lot of things have to turn in the right direction in order for, for that to happen. You would hope that as things get closer, um, some of those companies would be a little bit, uh, compassionate and extend those deadlines of when you could use that, uh, that credit. But who knows? Yeah. And I know like, you know, Delta is kind of my favorite example because Delta originally, when I had clients who had flights booked for April, they were like, well, you know, we're good until February uh, or it was good until December 2020. Right. And then all of a sudden they emailed me and they said, okay, good until February 2021. And then they emailed me back and they're like, okay, you're good until May 2022. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that's, uh, you know, that's that's a great kind of goodwill gesture there because I mean, goodness me, at least May, 2022 today, I I feel way more confident in than I do end of 2021. I think that also their reaction kind of sums up at least how I have been feeling where I'm like, Oh no, we'll be okay in a couple months, six months from now. No, it, it should be totally fine. And then suddenly that like, uh, this is going to be around for a while, so let's just yeah. push it way far out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's sort of what we encountered with our our first trip that was canceled. Yeah, that's um, right. Because our we Lauren and I were planning on going to Disneyland in California. It was going to be perfect <laughs> in May of, <laughs> in May of 2020. And when and that was your first California trip. Oh, it was our yeah. first and we had yeah. we were able to get oh. a few nights um, with DVC at uh, the Grand Californian. Like yeah. it was um, yeah, it was just it was gonna it was gonna be great. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think when when we first ran into this pandemic in, in mid March, uh, in terms of when things sort of got real, like uh, like Lauren said, we sort of thought initially, oh, you know, in a couple of months, things will be better. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you quickly realize that, oh, actually, it's not going to be just a couple months. It's going to be well, a, a little bit more long term. Also, I mean, at that point, it was like hadn't really hit Canada. Not really. And no. it was just starting like in the States. And and I do remember I think it was it. Um, I think at the time California was, was, was one say, of the California, hardest California, yeah, and so it was really touch and go. And then I remember feeling really good that um, I think our airline canceled. Um, um, I think yeah, it first. Uh, but uh, no, I think we canceled before the airline did. But did Disney close? I just feel like we didn't. We couldn't really. We had the decision taken away from us. Yes. I think the parks closed before. They closed yeah. before we would have been able to travel. So Absolutely. I remember feeling really glad that um, I didn't have to <laughs> make that decision necessarily. <laughs> it was it was really just made for us because, I, I, I mean, our trip was for early May, so the parks were closed by then. Yeah, and we had, uh, we had planned to fly from Toronto um, directly to LAX, um, via WestJet and, 
and yeah, sort of like your your future cruise credit. Um, when our flights were were canceled, we were given a twenty four month voucher um, to to use for for future WestJet. But I will say, as a testament to to WestJet's uh, customer service, and I think it had to be very specific circumstances in that the flight was from Canada to the U.S. at a time when the border uh, had had been closed and uh, and our flight had been canceled. Um, they just now, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, gave us a, an option to, to receive a, a refund on, in the form of the original payment that we made. So we were not expecting that because we had sort of, um, resigned ourselves to having the, the 24 month credit. But, um, but in this particular time, it's kind of nice to have, uh, to have that money back. We're still waiting for Disneyland to do that with our tickets. <laughs> uh, no, that's okay. We'll just, we'll use, it just means that we have to go. Yeah. Uh, so, point. I mean, the, the good thing is our tickets the, that we purchased were, were Canadian resident tickets. And they, uh, they did push the expiry date, I believe, to the end of 2021. Is that correct? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. They're it, not even open yet. No. So. Uh, so it certainly was was pushed back. But the good thing about Disney is that if that expiry comes and goes, you don't lose the value of those tickets outright. Um, because if you go and purchase tickets in the future, you can use um, the amount that you've paid towards those tickets on your future tickets you just pay the difference you pay the difference essentially so uh, if when we are able to go back to to california uh whenever that is um we'll at least have the money that we had towards those tickets to use towards future tickets yeah um what were the other canceled trips we we all had canceled trips um for that we were planning in december is that right yeah, so we had a big Christmas trip. We had, we had yeah. big plans on opening, on um, creating uh, uh, droids for. Yeah. Uh, that was going to be a Christmas morning. Was we were going to go build uh, droids. Oh. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah but uh, you know, here we are. We weren't going to have to Christmas shop. We weren't going to have to Christmas decorate. Yeah. We weren't going to have to cook a turkey. Nothing. It was going to be sunny. Oh. It's hard to talk about. So in yeah. this case, there were more tears for you guys than with the kids. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, you're right. They did bounce back from it. You're right. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we were also planning on going in December, not not over Christmas, but um, but we're a little bit early. before then. Um, and and yeah, I think we. I'm trying to remember when we made the decision or basically accepted that. I think all along we we accepted that there was like a ninety nine percent chance that we were not going. I mean, when we when we booked it, um, we felt pretty confident because we booked it far out. But um, I know once in the summer, once those numbers really started to skyrocket in Florida, then it was really becoming questionable. Yeah. Um, even though things have not stayed at that same pace, um. We just know, which we'll get into, like, it's just too risky mm-hmm. um, for us right now. Also, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh, that's a, another risk. And definitely um, 
I think we were hoping that it would be sort of our last like adults only trip. Um, Isn't it called a baby moon? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Now it, now yeah. it would have been called a baby moon, yeah. but that, it, not happening. That's not going to happen. Um, and so I just didn't feel like um, I felt. I just feel like maybe that was a little bit. It's it's just a little extra risk for me. Um, and I want to go and in, and enjoy my time there. I don't want to have that constantly, um, you know, that anxiety in like working through me the, the sure. whole trip, whether or not, you know, it needs to be there. Like, um, I know that Disney is taking a lot of like being very safe, but I think there is something to be said for that. Um, can you, you know, can you not think about those things and is that going to kind of affect your trip? Yeah. So I think for us, we, um, I think we made the decision that we were not going in about mid-September was when we started to, to make the plans for cancellation where we, we started to cancel some of our reservations, um, and look into what it meant for us, uh, if we could move our reservation, uh, with Disney. And when we started to get really sad about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, so at this point we've all had at least a couple of, uh, trips that have been canceled or postponed, um, to, to a future date. Um, let's talk about those risks that we sort of talked about. Um, at this point, if, if you were planning to go to Disney, because there, there are ways that Canadians can go to, was, to yeah, Walt Disney say, World at the moment. I think it's important to say, like, you, we, we as Canadians can get there. Yes. And there are certain ways that you, that you have to do it. Because obviously, at the moment, the border is closed. And let's be honest, uh, according to uh, Justin Trudeau, the border is going to be closed until the states gets a better handle on on covid and i think also like it's important to also note like our cases are also on the upswing yep quite a bit we're in a second wave for sure yeah so i think it's um just you know as unfortunate as it is it's probably just the right thing yeah so so all that's to say uh that the that the land border is closed you cannot drive across the border no Black Friday shopping. No, probably. yeah. So oh. it's you can't you can't do any driving across the border unless you are deemed unless it's deemed essential business. And I don't, <laughs> I don't think you can convince any border guard that going to Walt Disney World is essential business. For, Even though for you. we all know it is, and I just I think <laughs> that that's important that that crossing the border there because. Um, I know that all of us here, we like to fly from the States. Like yeah. we always fly from Buffalo. You guys often fly from Detroit. Oh yeah. Detroit all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's cheaper and, and a little bit more accessible and the, the yeah. process is a little bit easier. I think we've uh, t- we talked about it in our episode yes. about flying, like yeah, flying for Go Canadians. Go back and check out that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One yeah, of the yeah, earlier yeah. episodes. That's right. Backlink, um, backlink, backlink. But you can, uh, so, so you can't drive across the border, but currently there is no stopping you from flying from Canada into the States. Um, you can, there are flights available that will take you from Canadian airports into U.S. cities. And that includes Orlando. You could, you could find a flight that would take you from, let's say, Toronto um, directly down to, to Orlando. That is guess you would call a loophole in the system for yeah. you for you to be able to go 
So, so that is basically your only option of getting there, unless you have some sort of private plane, uh, in which case you're not listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you can book a flight to to go down to down to Disney. So, realistically, Canadians can still travel to the states. What is stopping us from traveling to the states? Um, I think Lauren mentioned it. There's a risk involved in terms of how the states are currently handling COVID and the fact that our own numbers are on the rise. I think you just generally know that there's risk involved when you're going to put yourself in a plane with a couple, like a hundred other people. Um, and, and yes, there are masks, but, um, but there's a risk involved in, in traveling. I think also for us, like we knew that that December trip was in question when um, the quarantine has been, uh, because we have to, we'd have to quarantine. So no matter how we cross the border, anybody returning to Canada from international traveling has to quarantine for two weeks, 14 days. Yeah. So um, that's just not possible for me work-wise. Um, I, I can't imagine who it would be possible. If you uh, had three weeks of vacation for a year, um, just as like a, a general example, you could go and visit Disney for one week and then you'd have to burn two weeks of vacation but to come back. Not and necessarily, sit at home. because if people are working from home, like they can they can work from home for two That's weeks true. and quarantine. So we can't. Um, our like our jobs are, are not work from home. No, and I will right. say I do work for my family business. I could probably like try to pull some, you know, nepotism, like, <laughs> but but I wouldn't do that because because there's not really uh, many people who work my position, and um, also I need to get paid. Like yeah. I can't. That would be unpaid for. Someone me. has to pay for that vacation, and I think my coworkers would be maybe a little there might be some disdain towards me but anyway it's just not for for us it wasn't feasible um so i think for some people they might be able to arrange that but um that's still that's still that's a big hurdle to get over for most people i yeah. would say um I, so for us for us that that is uh that's a harder thing to have to consider when it comes comes to traveling now, real quick, not I'm not I'm not trying to encourage people one way or the other, but I will say as I'm checking up uh, flights right now. Oh yeah. If you wanted to go, because I think this is fascinating because this is I think a crazy price for four people uh, to go from Toronto to Orlando with Air Transat on to December 20th, coming back on December 27th, so for a full week, the price is a thousand dollars and sixty three. That's insane. So you're looking at basically two hundred and fifty five dollars wow. for four per people. person, Canadian per person for yeah, wow. for four people. Whereas, and I so mean, again, we in comparison close to that for for our California flights, right? And so in comparison, so for those who a don't pay attention to Toronto flights, and there's probably lots of people who are listening who don't. Um, and I use lots of term people loosely because <laughs> I don't know maybe, maybe the f- the four of you who are listening. Yeah. Um, Typically around this time of year, it would be a thousand dollars per person. Yeah, like it would be close to four thousand dollars versus one thousand dollars. Yeah, for Christmas. So, so this is again just shows you. Although, do you think that flight's actually going to go? That's a good question Uh, because, like, if they don't hit a certain capacity, will they just cancel it? Yeah. Can they afford to? Um, I don't know. I did look up flights, but I guess the point being is, is like, there's a WestJet flight that time for 1,063. There's an Air Canada flight for 1147. Again, for all four people. Point being is, um, 
you know, we talk about all the things impacted, whether it be our cruises, our trips and stuff. Airfare has also been drastically yeah. impacted as well. So, yeah. uh, again, not not to sway anybody either way, but certainly, goodness me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that is, that is it's price. a crazy price, but I'm going to yeah. be honest and, and speak personally. That's a not enough to sway me to go. No, but I oh, think yeah. it will be no, for some people. Yep, it could yeah, be absolutely. for some people. Like if, yeah. you know, like I said, if you work from home, if you can quarantine. But I think we're going to get into some of those other factors. Yes. Like other things to consider. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe let's get into that now. Um, because getting to Disney is one thing. And I think for us, um, Lauren and I had talked about uh, if you hypothetically were to go to Disney... Um, getting, being at Disney is not necessarily as, uh, scary to us as the travel in between, because that's where we find mm -hmm. or feel like there's probably the most risk. But, um, yeah. I mean, that's I not based on anything sp specific other than our own feelings about how Disney is handling, um, physical distancing and but, that sort of thing. But we are seeing higher attendance now so yes, i mean it's, so... that's your personal uh your personal comfort zone but i know that i guess what what we're trying to say is we we trust disney yeah um just based on our previous experience um we know that they take those safety precautions and um and i think also like you know you could you could change your trip up a little bit like you could spend more time at, at the resort sure you could you know um there's also less fewer park hours like yeah but so but yeah we trust what disney's doing and what they have in place so let's talk about like the experience that you will have at disney in terms of the things that you will miss out on um because disney is trying to uh do all that they can to um enforce physical distance distancing and uh, and proper um proper safety and sanitizing measures um there have been some things, and we've talked about this in, in other podcasts, uh, about there are no nighttime spectaculars, there are no no parades, um, because those are um, events that really draw large crowds together, and, and this is a time when um, we really need to be distancing and not, not getting super close to, to other guests. Um, whenever whenever we can so so i think those two are, are probably for me like some of the biggest um changes to your experience at walt disney world i know there are things like there are limited character meet and greets um i'm i'm going to assume that the meet and greet uh will change as they as they find better ways to uh to get people to meet their favorite characters. But There's also those character cavalcades, which look really fun. And I, I think it would be nice if they kept those going. Yeah. It's kind of like a surprise parade. Yeah. Um, in that they, they don't announce when they're happening, um, but they do have, they seem to happen fairly regularly. Yeah. So it's like a single float. A single float of characters and some supporting cast members um, are going to go through the park uh, to wave at guests um, and that sort of encourages people to to stop and wave for for a minute, um, but then move on because you're not you're not parking yourself to wait for another one to come by. Also, the boats in boats with characters on them in Animal Kingdom. That's right. That looks fun. 
where you get to wave to them from yeah. a distance and they get to float around in the in the middle of the lakes it, there it seems a little bit more uh, like disneyland inspired in terms of like how spontaneous sort of the characters are sure i've Just seen without interaction yeah i've seen characters pop up at the the main street train station um in uh in the magic kingdom where uh on the second story or up the stairs at that train station you're going to see characters pop out wave at the crowd from a distance and then uh and then go um backstage again so yeah no uh no nighttime spectaculars parades are very certainly very different uh limited character meet and greets there are no fast passes at the moment and talking about the future of fast pass could be a whole other topic in and of itself that we probably won't get into at this point um and then no park hoppers at the moment because you have to make a, a park reservation uh it was a whole new system that disney added um so that they could uh enforce caps on the number of people who were attending the parks and so now if you if you visit uh, at the moment, uh, at Walt Disney World, you have to make a reservation for which park you're going to attend on which day, and and you've got to stick to it. You can't suddenly decide that, oh, you know, instead of going to Magic Kingdom, I want to go to Epcot today. Um, you, you're stuck with your park reservations. I, I'm sure that you can modify them if there's availability, but it just gives Disney the, the ability to... Um, to restrict the number of people who are going to be in the parks. That being said, it seems like the parks are a lot busier these days than they certainly were earlier on in this process. Also, um, I don't think they mentioned there's like limited dining um, options, not like things are sort of reopening, but not all dining locations are open. Right. Um, and then there there isn't character dining like i know at there are uh, a couple of places but it's very different experiences yeah they they happen sort of in the distance um but uh and i believe cinderella has started appearing at cinderella's uh castle but i just mean so that's that's also something a little bit different no bippity boppity no like the boutique yeah um so anything that's you know high high contact like that um yeah isn't no water parks no no water parks i mean we're heading into the season where the water parks are starting to close now anyways so um there's but certainly in the summertime open yeah they only refurb like one at a time but anyways that's sort of what is yeah and if if you guys did mention this my apologies but there was some funky alien talk going on um and again, we're, we're doing socially distancing podcasting, so this is uh, part of our challenge as well, um, is anyways, uh, the dining plans are obviously not yeah. That's there right. as yeah, well. Yeah, we didn't mention that. So all that to say, your experience at Walt Disney World, if you've been before uh, pre-COVID, um, your experience will be, I, I would say, significantly different. Um, I, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad, because I think it opens you up for for new opportunities um, in the parks, but uh, but just as a straw poll of the four of us, um, though, are those deal breakers for everybody, or or are you okay going knowing that you're missing out on on all of those aspects? We've always said if it's your first trip, you're probably that's probably not a good way to experience it. Although yeah. I guess it could only get better from there. 
Um, but if you've been a lot of times, you know, you might be able to still really enjoy yourself because you'll do the things you can do that you know you want to do. Right. But if you had your heart set on Bibbidi Bobbidi or something, that's. Or seeing that. fireworks over Cinderella Castle. Yeah. I mean, I think that really should be your first experience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, if you've and never also, been to the, Disney, you need to do that. The price is the same. Right, yeah. that's right. another yeah. thing, and I've said that all along. Yeah, yeah, and the exchange is not great for us right now. No, um, <laughs> it's not doing anyone any favors. So I think, yeah, I think I'm with you, Lauren. Like, I would be more than happy to go. Like right now, I feel like I would just be happy to walk around the parks. <laughs> like yeah. I would just, um, just being there would be great. Um, you know, getting on a few rides, like just experiencing it and being back there. Um, I would love that, but I wouldn't, and I would miss, I would miss fireworks. I would miss park hopping. We don't do it a ton, but I would, I would miss the freedom to do so. Um, you know, and I, I like the impromptu, like, oh, there's a short line to meet this character. Let's just pop in. Um, but yeah. And, and I would miss like the parties. There's no, um, like no uh, Halloween party, no Christmas party this year. That was something that we were hoping to do. So I would miss that. Um, but also I would be happy to go because I've experienced that. And I know that I'll experience it again. I think this would be, I think that this kind of experience could add to the stress of a first time visit and trying to navigate um, like a Disney vacation yeah. with sort of these new parameters in place. Um, so I think, I don't know, or maybe it makes it easier <laughs> because you have less to pack into the day. So that's maybe a matter of opinion. But yeah, I think, you know, going and not experience, not seeing happily ever after on your first trip would be um, like, I feel like you'd be missing out. Um, Although we had a, a someone we know that went and didn't didn't do it and still said it was the best thing right, ever. Right, yeah. yeah. Going back as soon as they can. So Yeah, I mean, so maybe if you I don't know all... what you're missing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we, I mean, we all know that Ryan wants to go because Cinderella's at Cinderella's royal table <laughs> right. now. Yeah, and, and the price is a little bit lower, It I is think. a little bit lower, so yeah. this is the time to do it, right? Yeah, this, yeah I guess sign... that's, only, that's the only difference in prices. Tickets are the same. Resort yeah, sign me up. That's what yeah. I want. I want to do, I want to do two credit dining yeah. um, and pay out of pocket. And um, yeah, no, you know, for me, I think the, it sounds crazy because I would totally go with all this limited experiences, everything about it, because again, I'm lucky enough that I've been lots of times. So the experience is, is totally a different, um, a different experience and, and we'd be okay with that. I think for me, the big thing is, is I can't get past the fact that I just, I just don't feel as though it, I don't know if I feel as though it's, it's what I should be doing. You know what I mean? Like there's a bit of, I don't, again, everybody, like people live their own life. Goodness me. I'm not, there's no judging, but if you want to go, go and have a great time. That's awesome. I just don't know if I could go right now. I don't know if I could be comfortable and relax and, take my mask off when I'm, you know, eating lunch. And and I think I, you know, it's just that whole, you know, I don't go out for restaurants here. It, it seems tough for me personally to say, well, then I'll get on a plane and go there and do it again. Like it, you know, it is what it is. People are going to do their own thing. But for me right now, I just don't feel like that's what 
what we could do. Um, but if, if apples to apples, the experience was, was what we talked about, limited, watered down, whatever you want to say, and there was no pandemic, again, what a world that'd be. Yeah. Um, I would be like, yeah, for sure. This sounds amazing. I think I just can't get past the fact that I just don't know enough. Um, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like it feels like this has been going on for so long that I should have had a chance to be connected to this virus in some way. Right. right. Yeah. But I haven't, I haven't been impacted other than obviously, you know, uh, being a travel agent, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm severely impacted in one way, but, sure. but not, but not in like, you know, my family's healthy. Nobody's been. And so there's a part of me that's like the stories that you read and that you hear, um, they sound pretty, uh, you know, catastrophic for some people. And I just, to me, it, it just, it's, I, it's too risky for me. And I'm, you know what, um, buying a scratch ticket sometimes is too much gambling. For me. So, <laughs> so maybe this is just, maybe it's just me being risk averse. Um, you know, and again, you know, we can't stress this enough. I know we all feel the same way. People are going to like people do what they feel comfortable with and that's awesome. There's no judgment. It's just for the four of us, it's just a different level of, yeah. of, uh, we just have a different comfort level and that's fine. I think also for me, um, it feels a little bit different or risky to think about traveling and possibly getting sick um, with COVID in another country. Yeah, because oh, like sure. you can't get travel insurance that covers COVID at this yeah, point, right? Yeah, I think it's difficult. Or, and... or it's through the roof in terms of well, pricing. And it, it's a very different, like we just have very different like medical systems. And, and so I think it's just uh, maybe a little bit of that unknown um, and just not, you know, when you're sick, you, you want to be at home. Yeah. Um, so I, I think for me too, that's just something that's, um, in my mind now, I don't, you know, um, I know a lot of people say a lot of it's low risk. They go and they feel totally safe there. And I think that if I was a local, I would feel very different. I would go. Yeah. Yeah. If absolutely. I was local, well, no question. What I think we even talked about this, like, you know, in, in the summer, you know, we went up to Muskoka and hung out for three or four days and we had a wonderful trip. Um, and that was kind of our comfort level was a three or four hour drive. And we were outside for a lot of the trip. And so it was, you know, that was kind of our comfort level. And yeah, if you live, you know, a three, four, six hour drive, even to Disney world, that's, you know, that your comfort level might be totally different. Yeah. I think, um, in terms of my own personal opinion, I, I, I would agree a lot with um, with what you said, Ryan, in terms of the the changes in experiences at Disney, um, like the parades and the spectaculars and that sort of thing, is not what would stop me from going. Um, having been uh, a number of times, it would actually be a unique experience um, yeah, to, to, go, to go and experience the parks in a very different way. Um, but it's everything else that is that is stopping us from from going. Um, you know, there it's it's the travel, it's the risk. There is a general that general sense of this is maybe not what we need to be focusing on right now. Like personally, again, no judgment, no shame for for anybody yeah. who who wants to Absolutely. go and decides that that's that's the thing for them. For me personally. Um, this is not the right time for, for me to, to be going or, or for us to be going as, yeah. um, you know. And we want to go more than anything. Yes. I, like, we're I really, desperate. <laughs> I really do want to go more than anything. I think like almost every day I'm just like, Oh, I miss Disney. I wish I was in Epcot. I wish I was doing this. And so I think I've mentioned it before. Like I know that we'll get back there and it's, 
it's going to be amazing when we do. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's important. Yeah. To remember. We, we've talked about this a few different times, uh, but certainly go back and listen to our ways to beat the Disney blues <laughs> because um, it's a stopgap. We, we will say it's not a replacement for, for the experience of the parks, but it, uh, it can help sort of soften the blow or, or tie you over until whenever the next time uh, that you go to, to Disney will be. Um, I def, I yeah. was just going to say, Ryan, the one thing that I thought, um, Lauren, you made such a good point that um, regarding kind of the, the health, the care systems between the two countries, um, even if like, even if there was COVID insurance, I think the rigmarole of being sick in another country yeah. and having to access your insurance yeah. is a huge stress and headache anyways. So even if that was to come about, I think that it's, it's it's not a fail safe no. to protect you. It just it, it, there's obviously that option and, and it can help, but I think that it's it can be an arduous task and can yeah. add more yeah. frustration. So, and my comment wasn't um, like I didn't mean that the quality of, of the medical no, no. like no, care, no, no, no. but yeah. no, it is. No. It was like yeah, it's not like I mean here we can just go into the ER. Um, or, you know, like yeah. make our doctor's appointments. Um, but no, when you're in a different country, yeah, being able, even with that insurance, like you said, to access that is not, it's not cut and dry. It's not easy. Um, you know, and then having to like figure out how do you get back home? Are you allowed to travel? <laughs> like, do you yeah. have to wait yeah. there until you're, until you, until you're in the clear? You, when, when, how quickly do you get a test back? So I think it's, yeah, just more like the logistics. And I'm sure the chances of that happening are not are not high um no. but right now my mind just has a hard time not thinking about yeah. <laughs> about all those things yeah. well and i think um you know for us it's it's the same thing you know with the two-week quarantine um i think honestly it's almost a non-starter in the discussion right yeah. like yeah it's kind of like well if 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 this doesn't bug you or this doesn't affect you or this doesn't happen you know, then finally you get down the list and you're like, oh, the two week quarantine. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I'm, yeah. I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, so that's there's the like, last straw. Yeah. Right. Like that's, you know, that, so I think there are a lot of variables and a lot of reasons how people can kind of make this work. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, I think there's just a ton of hurdles and obstacles that to make it difficult for most people to kind I of make so this too. work, at least Canadians. Yes. And we can't, like, there really is no indication of when that will be lifted. No. And I think that's, I don't know about you guys, but that's what causes me the most like frustration slash anxiety yeah. of, um, you know, kind of what the future looks like because, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, this week is a good example. You know, we're reporting this podcast on, on, uh, October 16th, not to spoil anyone. Cause I think it's coming out on November 2nd, coming out on November 2nd, yeah. right? The day before the election. Oh, oh. anyways. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, stay on for our, uh, our VIP section. We'll, uh, we'll talk about our opinions on that. Um, and uh, no, so, um, but anyways, yesterday Disney released the their dates for, right. for 2021 in fall, you know, September 21st onward for, for 2021. And, you know, I, I am a, I'm very optimistic about a lot of things in life. I don't know how, what, where I am for, for next year at this time. Yeah. I, you know, goodness me, I hope that, you know, things are picking up and moving and I think they will, but to what degree and to the extent, I, I don't know, you know, like I just don't know if I see, um, you know, a lot of, of trips moving on again. Uh, what do I know? I mean, you know, grand scheme, not well, I don't much, think but... anybody knows. No. no. And I think we, we, 
I don't think there's anything wrong with sort of, um, well, to be honest, like we've, we've booked a, a placeholder for, uh, for around the 50th anniversary, um, at Walt Disney world. Um, but, but for, for us, that is a, it's just a possibility like a lot of things have to change and, and we'll also have a like an infant yeah so uh, yes. like i don't yes. know how i mean yeah we want to go and so it's nice to sort of have the plans in place um if it's possible i don't know maybe uh, maybe we will have another maybe we'll have a post baby moon and <laughs> baby will stay stay with some loving grandparents <laughs> you know Our grandparents will come with us yeah so anyway there's yeah i even though it seems like a year from now we should be good, right? Like I, we're still um, cautious about it. Yeah, I think um, maybe let's talk about the things that would make us decide to go. Like what what gives us the green green light to to go back to Disney? Um, I, I can't imagine like if we if we wait until. Um, COVID-19 is completely eradicated we might be here for a while yeah but yeah. but there are lots of promising signs in terms of uh vaccines that are coming um you know one of them's got to stick uh in in some way shape or form um I think for us personally uh vaccines need to be a thing and I I would even say they need to be a thing for a while um, so that everybody gets a chance or, or um, the large majority of, uh, of people get the opportunity um, to get that vaccine. Um, I certainly wouldn't say like, oh, the vaccine's available. I'm going to get it and go the next day. Uh, I, I just feel like, um, you know, I'd rather see it get adopted um, fairly consistently uh, before I think I would be comfortable um traveling like i'm certainly i'd be happy to uh, give me the vaccine on day one <laughs> i'll take it oh yeah but Hands down, uh, yeah, totally agree but in terms of traveling i would still wait a little while after that um i think disney does a lot uh to disney's credit and i think they've they've handled it really really well in trying to enforce that uh physical distancing in the parks uh, mask wearing is mandatory. Um, it's it was interesting because um, the in the parks we've heard the announcements that come up every 15, 20 minutes in the in the parks that remind guests to to uh, to wear masks and um, that you can only take off your mask if you're stationary and eating or drinking. Um, but they've added a part to that. Um, to that announcement that says uh, something to the effect of guests who are not wearing masks or are not wearing masks correctly will be asked to leave. And, and I think that's a pretty good and strong stance on Disney's part to just be like, look, we need everybody to, to take this seriously in the parks. And if masks are, are uh, required for, for Disney as, as it's recommended by public health, um, they're going to make sure that people are wearing masks um, the way that they that they need to be, and I, I completely agree with that. I think I would, you know, I I feel comfortable going to Disney knowing that 
if there's a mask policy in place, that it is being enforced um, across the board. Well, and I think that was one of the things that I know we had talked about this because we'd been planning this podcast um, last week when we talked about it, um, is the idea that I know that uh, when Lauren and I talked about coming, just to be honest, for a while, we truly planned on still doing the, the Christmas trip in Disney. Right. Um, and then what, what became more and more clear was Disney seemed to have a lot of things in place that we felt comfortable with and that they were really working hard um, to keep everybody safe and to keep everybody on the same page and the, and the precautions were being there. But there's a lot of stuff outside of their control that outside of the parks and outside of their resorts, they couldn't control. People's behavior, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And so I think I, that was one of the concerns that we had. And so um, I, I do think that a national strategy, um, you know, or a more science-based approach by the administration, <laughs> I don't care. I mean, whatever. It's the day before the election. <laughs> um, bite me. You know, uh, what did you say? Maybe? No, I said bite me. I, uh, <laughs> I, mean, Not- I mean, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, I think that there is a huge trepidation among Canadians um, not all Canadians, but I, I think a vast majority of Canadians definitely are um, have been more and more aware of some of the political uh, upheaval. Mis- yes, yes, I was going to say the, the misgivings that have been going on down the border that has, you know, I, I think I don't feel comfortable right now traveling um, without a more uh, strict approach regarding. So it's, precautions. you don't feel safe, but you also maybe have some ethical dilemmas. And I think there's a lot of people that do. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Ethical dilemmas. But, do but I, I guess. Do I want to support this administration? No. Right. No, 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 not at all. No, but, no. but no, no, I don't. I don't. I don't want to. Uh, no, I don't want to. Yes. I, let's not get too off topic. Or, or the world. We can, we it's can okay have a. to be a little bit political. We can sure. have, we can have. A, uh, I, no, but my point, my point was it, it I would like them, the American government to come out and say, hey, masks save lives. Yeah. It makes sense for all of you to wear masks. Is it your favorite way? No. <laughs> but you're going to have to just get past it because we'd like to keep more of you alive than not. Absolutely. That's what I would like it to say. And so I think that if we focused on that across the board, I would think that then Disney would be even more safer because you'd have like the communities around them even safer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just to me, it just makes more sense. I think we're seeing uh, it's actually a really in, it'll, in years in the future, looking back, this will be a very interesting case study to sort of oh. experience because Disney is experiencing two two different uh, experiences in two different states. So you have the state of California that currently um, does have a fair number of really strict restrictions um, in place in order to uh, deal with the outbreak um, and and the second wave or, or the continuation of the first wave, if uh, if you will, about uh, of of COVID, and then on the other side of the country, you have the state of Florida, which um, the governor there has sort of, um, again, not not getting too much into the politics, but has basically opened the door one hundred percent to whatever. Um, so, so it's free, it's free reign in, in Florida. Um, 
and and then really tight controls in California. Um, now that being said, I think Disney is still Disney's in an odd position or a unique position where they are still following public health guidelines that are saying yes, we still need physical distancing. Yes, we still we should be all wearing masks, um, and, uh, and and doing extra cleaning protocols and that sort of thing. Uh, but I don't think Walt Disney World is necessarily required to do those things. I think they did say like they could open up, but physical distancing was still necessary. Right. Um, so, I mean, they opened it up, but I think there were still some uh, guidelines. But also, I think, I mean... Disney's always going to play it safe, yeah, I feel like. I, and I kind of just going back to about like people wearing masks properly and physical distancing like I think what we're starting to see a lot of now is um is uh like pandemic fatigue yeah is yeah. sort of what they're talking about like and I and I can see this at work um where you just see that people are less they're just in not everybody obviously but people are just sort of less aware and they're tired of being inconvenienced by having to wait or having to, you know, keep their distance or put their mask on before they come inside. So they're like <laughs> inside and then, you know, uh, they're kind of like haphazardly holding it up. So um, I think that's sort of the the behavior. And like, I, I can't blame them. It's, it is no. tiring. This is really tiring yeah. behavior and it's really tiring to have to like think about these things all the time, but it's also crucial. Um and I think it depends on like what your day to day looks like, yeah. um, you know, like every day we go out and I have to wear a mask for six to eight hours. Yep. Um, so for me, it's it's become very like second nature to put it on at this certain point. But that isn't the case for everybody, especially if you're working at home. But anyway, I think that's also just that, um, you know, that fatigue and yeah. and wanting to be at, at Disney and and have that that other you know that old experience like i think i know that disney um for ride photos if somebody in the vehicle has taken their mask off they won't uh give you that photo wow um i mean that's that's good for them yeah. in terms of uh, making sure that they're reinforcing the correct behaviors yeah and probably one of the reasons why they had to add that um section of their announcement um mentioning that you know guests who who don't wear masks or, or aren't wearing them properly will be asked to leave um they they have to make sure that everybody's safety is uh, is taken into account mm -hmm. for sure How that they crazy? Don't... do you remember when this first came out and they were talking we, we were talking on a podcast about how they didn't want to show people in masks in yeah. uh, hong kong yeah. remember that right yeah wow Fascinating. How come they don't ask people who recite the stretching room speech to leave <laughs> in Haunted Mansion? How come that's not like, Good like question. now that they like kind of have a little bit more like strength and yeah. like, you know what, we can kick turf people. I wonder if they'll be like, you know what? Yeah, you stop <laughs> saying the lines. Let the actors say the lines or, you know, on the Tower of Terror. Yeah. You know what? Stop doing some ridiculous pose and ruining everybody else's photo mm -hmm. because you're cooler than everybody else. It is else. true. You know, there's a lot of good that has come out of COVID. Like, people have just sort of adapted quickly and made changes and used COVID as an excuse. Yeah. So why not? Well, yeah. and you know what? Maybe that's an interesting uh, article. And I know uh, for those of you who are still listening, um, <laughs> I would like to uh, – I, I 
I want us to, to talk about, and we've talked about a lot of kind of like ho-hum, you know, this is a pandemic and things are not changing and they're going to be like this for a little bit. And that's true. Um, but I, I wonder about with Ryan and Lauren, um, what do you guys think, you talked about the cavalcade and how the cavalcade mm-hmm. um, is kind of something, you know, kind of neat or good that's come out of this. What else do you think Disney specific uh, has come out of this that you think that they might keep? Oh man, yeah. this is going to be pure speculation hour. Maybe, yeah, no, of course. That's our whole, that's our whole life. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how long they'll keep park reservations. Uh, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm, sure. Like, I think, I think it helps them better plan right? for the number of cast members that they would need to accommodate. Well, and they can yeah. turn them on and off. They can yeah. have availability or they can not have availability. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like how they, um, there's no confirmation whatsoever. And again, it's pure speculation, but Disney, um, sort of, uh, influencing the the fast pass or or the standby wait times in order to encourage people to go to different attractions i wonder if they would sort of use the park reservation system to be like oh there's limited availability at magic kingdom but there's full availability over at animal kingdom on this particular day and maybe see people go oh like maybe animal kingdom will be a little less busy let's go there yeah. yeah, that's really fascinating. You think they bring back dining plans? Yeah. I, I would think they're... They have to make money on those, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think they obviously, I'm sure it's a calculated, I'm sure it's an easy calculation for them. I'm sure yeah. they have lots of money on it. But I, I do wonder, um, like I do agree with you. I think the cavalcades, it wouldn't surprise me if they stick around in some in yeah. some fashion. Um, I love, did you see the one in Animal Kingdom where they were floating down the river? Yeah, yeah. I love those. Like Miko, um, Pocahontas. Yeah, I mean that's. Um, I do wonder. Uh, oh, they. Uh, I think I've lost my track of train of thought, but, um, anyways, I do think there's some things that have come out of this. I'm fascinated by your philosophy about the park reservations, Ryan, because I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. I think that I could totally see Disney just keeping that as a new thing. Yeah. Um, I think I was going to talk about how quickly they got rid of Rivers of Light. Oh. Yeah. You know, and it was kind of like a oh. And so by the way, this we is going to we had the permanent closure of Primeval World as well. Primeval right? World and yeah. uh, and something else. What was the third thing? Uh, was it a show? I don't. I don't remember. Oh man, this, it should be more on top of mind. I but, know. But we're... I'm sure whatever you it was was. It out. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's true. Like they probably were already planning to do those things, and they just used this as an excuse. Oh darn, we have to close this down now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Well, and that sort of in reverse is why, like, they they released that, what was it, like, the Flex Dining Plan? Oh, it, like, was, the, it was the Dining Plan Plus, plus wasn't or something? it? Yeah, yes. basically, like, did who had a chance to use that? <laughs> because it was released so, so soon to when it got... I think it's interesting because that plan did... Didn't that plan um, do away with the the types of dining credits that they were so i i would suspect that when we see dining plans come back i wouldn't be overly surprised if they did away with sort of the difference between a quick service dining credit and a table service dining credit they just create plans that have a certain number of credits each day um i think that might make things a little bit easier um i see in the long run yeah maybe 
I mean, we've talked about this in the in the past on on other podcasts, but the future of FastPass, in terms of whether we think that it will come back to being a, a free thing that um, that comes with uh, with your park ticket, or if they adopt more of a Max Pass in Disneyland style, where I mean, they'd have to go back to paper Fast Passes. Um, but the Max Pass gives guests uh, an easier way to collect Fast Passes. For, I don't think the they'd go back to paper Fast Passes. No, so maybe it'll be a combination of of that. But I would, I will not be surprised in the slightest if we see a major change to the Fast Pass system in general. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. My my thing that I wonder is with all of this change and all of the things that we haven't had how much new stuff or new ways of maneuvering does Disney want to throw at people when they bring it back? Right. Like, I think that there might be some dissent and um, that I think, you know, if they say fast passes are back, like, I think there would be people that would be like, okay, I'm ready to go back. Right. Like, some people are just, um, right. they're all about the fast passes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know. I think that d- it will it always be the same. No, but I, I just think in this uncertain time, I don't know if Disney's going to want to like put, put all this new stuff right on people right away. And uh, I'll be honest. I think fast passes in general are probably going to be one of the last things to come back uh, if, and when they do, because right now in enforcing physical distancing in the queues, they need that fast pass line in order to do that. Um, or they can't have, you can't have proper physical distancing lengthwise in a queue. If there is a fast pass queue standing right beside you, um, if that makes sense. So I think, well, fast pass you'd is also need, be one of the last things. And you'd almost need almost double the staff for each ride. Yeah. As you're now having somebody enforce the fast pass line and then somebody at the end of it to keep enforcing it. Right. And I mean, goodness me, there's so many staff that have been furloughed. And and, um, and I do wonder if this is Disney's kind of, hey, we have a chance for a do-over. You know, right. What are we going to tweak? What are we going to change? You know, like I've been saying, I have no doubt. Again, pure speculation for any of those who want to like go and, you know, complain. <laughs> this is all speculation. We don't know. But nothing would shock me if Ratatouille is completely ro- fine and operational. And they're just not going to open it until closer to the 50th or right. closer to when they can get full capacity because w- there's no benefit. I mean, and also I think the PR would be terrible to open up a new ride when they don't want lots of people coming. Yeah. Um, and so I do appreciate that, but I do wonder that ride was close to being done anyways. Um, when it, when uh, everything kind of shut down and I do wonder if they're holding some of that back, you know, to, to make the 50th more special. Yeah. Or again, maybe the 51st, um, <laughs> you know, but, but anyway, so, I mean, I think that there's a lot of stuff that, um, you know, I always think of, you know, Disney's, you know, I always am fascinated by the, you know, the inner workings of kind of their philosophy. So, and the decisions um, that get made. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's almost like, uh, you know, a little Hamilton homage, you know, the room where it happened, you know, it'd be interesting <laughs> to kind of sit with some of those, you know, some of the high level thinkers and, and, uh, hear kind of their philosophies and, uh, um, you know, the, the decisions they get to make. Yeah. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that would make any, uh, any of us feel comfortable about going back to Disney? Like what needs to be in place? We sort of talked about, um, 
vaccines and uh and i guess it goes without saying that i think for the four of us not that i want to speak for for all of us um but we'd like to see the numbers go in an opposite direction uh, absolutely yeah. yeah i mean i think when you look at a country that is 10 times the size as our country um you know you know we're seeing about like a thousand cases a day here you know so you know, ten thousand a day in America would be would would be kind of the equivalent. Let's just say apples to apples. Right. But I mean, we're seeing like sixty to seventy thousand a day. Um, and again, you know, there's yeah. you know, and then there can be arguments made to say how you know transparent are all those numbers, anyways. But uh, if again we're doing apples to apples, that's just it's a that's quite a staggering amount different than than what we would we'd be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I think that I quarantine know. has to be lifted. Yeah, I would say, yeah. yeah I would, agree. And but, I know they are looking at um, ways that they can limit the, the quarantine period. Uh, I know there's research going into the uh, sort of the rapid results tests that, uh, that, have, that are being developed or have been developed, um, whether that plays a, a role in, in whether we can lower the number of quarantine days that you need to to have upon uh, upon returning because if you only if you come back and you have to quarantine for let's say three days or four days um suddenly that's looking a little bit more doable when you tack it on to uh to a vacation not that we necessarily uh would feel comfortable going but uh but it would certainly be a little bit easier to handle um if you didn't have to quarantine for 14 straight days yeah, and I think that I think right now for the four of us, I at the moment, you know, the government thinks that's the you know the best choices, and again, they're they're dealing with you know health professionals, and so at the moment, I'm kind of like, yep, 14 days, that makes sense. Yep, you know, I'd like um, to see it go from um, vacation for 14 days, quarantine for seven. <laughs> that's yeah amen. yeah and yeah. you know what i'd like i'd also like like other governments around the world i'd like uh us to get an extra week vacation just because yeah. yes. yeah. so i think we earned it that would be yeah. nice so maybe we all got maybe we all get a covid week you know Ooh. where you can use it however you want maybe it's oh, yeah i'm for it whatever um again you know and we joke health, and yeah. uh i know that this podcast is maybe not as silly as uh, our favorite rides or whatever but um <laughs> i do know that it's something we've been thinking about a long time because uh, you know just like everybody listening i mean we would like things to get back to quote unquote yeah. and start planning trips and start uh you know researching and thinking about all the fun things we get to do well and let's be um we'll be honest about our our plans because we had vacation lauren and i had our vacation booked in december we still have time off in in december so like that is going to be a good opportunity to to sort of really focus on um mental health and 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 making sure that we're taking a break uh from from our regular everyday and uh and we've talked about um you know trying to go away somewhere in canada or somewhere close by in canada that just gets us out of our routine um and gives us an opportunity to um rest and relax from because i i've always said i think that there's a big difference between like taking vacation time and going somewhere and taking vacation time and staying home i think one of the 
the big added benefits of like being away from home is not having that guilt of like oh I'm at home I should be doing these things I should be cleaning I should be organizing I should be you know oh like downsizing getting rid of stuff like there's still those responsibilities and all of that mental labor that you still feel responsible for if you're at home whereas if you are not not at home you're feeling guilt yeah, yeah if you're if you're not at home, like it's so much easier to just like unplug. Um, so I think there's real value in that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm still taking that time off of work. (laughs) I still like, I still want that time. Um, and I mean, we have so many places in Southern Ontario or even Northern Ontario that like, um, you know, would be easy to go to for just a couple nights and like just getting away, um, might be, might be nice. So, so that's yeah yeah i don't think we're ready to like get on a plane in canada they're still advising like don't don't do non-essential travel yeah um but uh yeah we'd still still like to do something yeah and you guys will have to do something for christmas that's for sure well, we now actually have to have Christmas. That's the thing. <laughs> oh yeah, like we have to like do presents and a tree and like decorate. Anyways, yeah, no. Uh, and I think honestly, there is a part of me that wonders if, just like this past spring summer, um, how kind of cases went down because of course people were outside more. It does make me wonder if maybe I'll feel more comfortable. And again, a year and a half from no travel, maybe I'll be even more ready to travel. You know, come spring, uh, summer, yeah. twenty twenty one. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, you know what? I think, uh, you know what? I think actually this is, um, uh, it's good for, for us. I mean, goodness, we, we usually have two or three trips planned a year. And so yeah. um, as much as we're missing it, um, there is some fun, neat stuff that we're, we're doing in Ontario that's, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not something that we'd always top of mind. So that's neat. Yeah. Maybe that's a good place for us to, to leave off is that we are, as much as we love planning Disney, um, we recognize that it's not something that we can do in the immediate future. Um, so we are planning our long-term Disney trips while also exploring our own backyards here in Canada um, to uh, to make sure that we're still enjoying ourselves, living life, um, spending time with one another in a, right. uh, in a responsible Apple way. Picking. Oh, nice. oh, yeah. Picking and uh, Pioneer Village and, yep. you know, you name it. We've Even just it. going for a hike, like going going <laughs> yeah. for going outside right. and um, getting to do things that um, we would otherwise maybe not have time to do. You, I believe yeah. we live in the waterfall capital of the world. You do. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, we have the most waterfalls. In Hamilton. The, per, per capita. Yeah. And how many have you visited? We want to oh, report next podcast. A, a couple. Yeah. I don't know. Not not nearly as many. <laughs> when it's so close to home, you know, you take it for granted. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there's, yeah, there's stuff to do. But I would just say, like, I miss travel traveling to disney like my heart is ready but my head is not that's true that's how i feel that's a a pretty good way (laughs) that's a pretty good way to put it for sure so they just need to get a little bit more in sync and there's some things that have to happen but um anyway that that's i think we just wanted to like we needed to like get that out and we wanted to talk about sort of i think what what is on all of our minds but just 
this is where we are personally yeah. with this. And, and um, it's sort of an update because let's be honest, there are, uh, we are a Canadian podcast. Um, we are Canadians and, and travel to, to the States is, is a challenge. We know that there are other people out there who have a, a much easier time getting to, to Disney. Um, but for us personally, that's, uh, that's not, it's not going to happen um, in the n- near future. So um, we, uh, we wanted to make sure that we talked about how, what we felt about that process and, um, and what it will take for us to, to plan a trip to, to Disney in the, in the future, um, what that looks like and what we're comfortable with, because we want to be as transparent as we can be and, and honest, uh, with, um, the three people who are left listening to us now, uh, at this point <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> Two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> Two and a half. There, and they're dwindling. So let's, uh, let's leave it there at that point. Um, we, we tried not to be too down about, uh, about the whole thing. Um, but it can be difficult not to, uh, not to be down. So, um, we, we want to encourage you, if you are feeling down, go back and check out our Beat the Disney Blues podcast, um, to give yourself a little bit of a pick me up or any of the other fun topics that we've been covering over the past many months. Just pretend like COVID hasn't happened and yes. just listen to the first 10 That's right. episodes. And stay, tuned next, and stay tuned to our next podcast when we rate which is the hottest princess. All right, here we go. <laughs> no, uh, the sexiest uh, prince. Get yeah, I, let's let's be fair for, for everybody. And feistiest friend. Feistiest. All right, everyone write them down. They're going to happen eventually. Uh, we want to thank you so much for sticking with us and uh, and listening through this episode. Um, if you uh, if you'd like, we'd encourage you to go over to to Facebook and Instagram and follow us. Uh, we we're always posting fun photos and and good content. Uh, we promise. Uh, if you go over and uh, and search for Dole Whips and Double Doubles, you can't miss us. Um, if you do like the podcast, uh, we ask that you would consider subscribing to us on uh, apple Podcasts. Or tell someone you know or tell someone you know share share the love maybe not this particular episode <laughs> that's not a good <laughs> one to start with but one of the other fun ones uh pass that along to to a friend it really helps us out and we do love um seeing the seeing the interaction of people who uh, who do listen in we are so grateful for for you joining us um, I want to thank you so much for, for being with us. And uh, on behalf of myself, Ryan and Lauren and Ryan and Lauren, we are the Double Doubles. You've been listening to Dole Whips and Double Doubles. Thanks so much for listening. And we look forward to you joining us again next time. Mm-hmm.